0: So a lot of our listeners don't want to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist because of shame or because of pride. What would you say to that?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is the sense of well-being. If you have already a sense of well-being and your function is not impaired, there is no problem. There's just part of life stuff. But if you are struggling internally with discomfort or your ability to function in your responsibilities or in your interpersonal relationships is in any way, shape, or form impaired, then there is a problem. Whether you want to call it that or not, there is a problem of some kind. Hmm. So now the question becomes, if there is a problem of some kind, then what do you do about it? If you have a problem and you don't do something about it, and it governs you, then you're behaving somewhere between irresponsibly and stupidly because you're, you're limiting your own life from greater levels of depth and breadth and capability mm. than, than you would otherwise have if you just fixed the problem or the challenge that faces you. Uh, so one of the reasons why people often don't reach out to other people for help is a sense of either pride or shame. Mm. Uh, a sense of embarrassment over the existence of something. Mm. From my perspective, it it harkens back to the very fundamental issue of I'm okay. And when I get pushed off that center, when I'm not okay, I have to figure out whether it's me who's pushing me off that center, my biology that's pushing me off that center, or you who's pushing me off that center. Mm. Ultimately in life, most successful people do not do things totally by themselves. Everything is interdependent. Mm-hmm. But that's not bad to be interdependent. It's good if it's well-balanced. Right. Our job is to know where we fit into the series of interdependencies. The notion of being completely autonomous and independent is a distorted need or expectation which by itself is probably worthy of analysis. There is always going to be somebody else who knows something more than you do about something that may or may not be useful to you, then you're just not understanding the universe for what it really is. And I think that deals with big five, agreeable
0: versus disagreeable, and the person who's very conscientious. For people who are young, who are interested in growing. A big thing right now is growing in EQ, emotional intelligence, like just identifying what strengths you have. I'm a very curious person, I'm very curious by people. I'm an extrovert in that sense, or my wife is a little bit more introverted. I unwind when I'm on the phone with somebody for an hour and a half, or I'm at a social gathering and that really gets me
1: jazzed. But well, that's an interesting observation. We are not all born equal. We're not all born equal into the same socioeconomic setting. We're not all born equal into the same biological setting. We're not even all born equal into the same sibling setting. I might be the second of three siblings or the first of four siblings. Mm -hmm. That's a different micro environment. Mm. The key in personal development and in self-awareness and insight, I think, is in part understanding where we fit into the universe. Mm -hmm. Who are we and where did we land with respect to others? I can't change whether I was the firstborn or the thirdborn, but I might understand how being the firstborn might be a different experience in my family than being the thirdborn. And if I'm a high energy person and my friends are low energy persons, then I might understand how those propensities might propel us in different directions in the world. Whatever it might be, knowing your own dimensions, knowing your own genetic predispositions and the forces that shape you, give you the opportunity to manage them and to find your way of being peaceful in the world. Mm. I think we were at the Steinway Piano
0: Center where we had a young person who was a talented pianist. He performed and I brought with me, I don't know if you remember, two student leaders. One of them just got the leadership award for Boca High and is I think gonna go on to do wonderful, terrific things. Pedro told me after that event and talking with you and talking with some other people who are in the business of healing and helping, I'll never forget what he said. I actually wrote it down. And he said, I find that the more I get to, sorry, the more that I get to heal individually, collectively, I can see others heal too. It's like I had to go through it so that I can help them. And that's from a 18 year old.
1: Very, uh, very sensitive and insightful. No man is an island. Bottom line. Every human life has value. And the more comfortable and peaceful we are with ourselves, the more value we will be able to add to the universe. Some people are fundamentally oriented to taking what the universe has to offer. That usually stops somewhere, somehow, somewhere in life that comes to bite you. As a parent, as a teacher, as a professional healing person, we have a a privilege, not a right, we have a privilege to be able to add some value to other people's lives. And in my estimation, developing your life in such a way that there's room to take some things from the universe and to bring some things into the universe, particularly in interpersonal ways, Mm I think is is the greatest challenge and the greatest balance for the human condition. I agree. I
0: think, being what I lecture in and what I teach on, I, I teach a lot on archetypes, I teach a lot on characters that are called to a challenge, and I think that's why we're obsessed with superhero movies. We're obsessed with Dark Knight, Batman Rises, right, and Spider-Man, because there are these lowly people that are sometimes you'd never know who they were. and they take on a very large task for the greater good. And it's the odyssey, it's Homer. It's, it's venturing out of your home and eventually coming back to it and taking on some of the biggest problems in the world that lie six inches between the ears. And again, as you said, I can't reiterate it enough, as we grow as individuals, our communities that we're in will start to flourish and be better. And I think the second you start to tap into that, it'll help you step in, stop drinking every night. It'll help you maybe from smoke and pot just to get through the day.
1: We're all entitled to, to get some reward. We're all entitled to get some pleasure out of living. If right. there were no pleasure in living, there'd probably be no motivation to do anything or to even be alive.
0: Right.
1: So we all have the, the capacity to do bad and the capacity to do good. These are choices that we made. I think one of the challenges for the human condition is to try to to be able to get your needs met in a non-zero-sum game manner. Mm. How do you get your needs and wants satisfied but also bring something into the universe or bring into other people's lives? To negate one or the other would be erroneous. To say, I don't have needs. Yeah. like I don't have a need to be recognized that I'm a decent doctor. Or I don't have a need to rec- be recognized that I'm a teacher giving to other people. Would be a mistake. We, we all have those needs. Mm-hmm. But then, if that's the only thing that drives us, we're going to be imbalanced. If we acknowledge those needs and figure out how to be gratified in reasonable ways then it makes us stronger to be able to help gratify others too and help them grow.